He is trampling out the vintage where the grapes of wrath are stored. Neither the United States of America nor the world community of nations can tolerate deliberate deception and offensive threats on the part of any nation. I will make you understand. Hey everybody, I'm Tony Jones, and welcome to the Tony Jones Show. Uh, this is not enough. People are willing to take the risk. It's just sort of a, uh, a herd mentality, a lemming-like mentality. If you don't go with the flow, you're anti-American and therefore a suspect. The Tony Jones Show, featuring punk, rockabilly, psychobilly, and Providence, Rhode Island's finest, starts right now. He's a dangerous militia member, I hear. Oh, and there she blows. <laughs> Big time operating, never ever has a big sinner. 
VIP Friends, the time for mediocrity and broadcasting is over. My name is Tony Jones, and you're listening to The Tony Jones Show, your destination for talk and rock. With me, as always, is my co-host, Mr. George Garner. George, good evening. Good evening, Tony Jones. What is, uh, what's new with you? Actually, if I started recounting what's new with me, I would probably take the next 55 minutes of your show. <laughs> but um, no, I'll just mention that, let's see. I'm looking for a new place to live. I'm looking for a new job. Um, my wow. radio show is going excellent. Um, well, the Tony Jones and the Creed 3 band is looking for a new drummer. Uh, that's, you know, an ongoing right, Let's not turn this into George's Radio Classifieds. <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> we do have, you know, it is, it's very interesting to think that we do have this forum to just Say harass we anybody we want. I mean, I can harass, I can harass anybody, and it's and and, and people let me get away with it. It's insane. Well, it's yeah. in the, it's in the spirit of entertainment. That's why. <laughs> you know, I it, it, the thing is, is that I am feeling very. And actually, you know, I didn't even want to talk about this, but now that I think about it, I feel like I do have. I feel like I have good counsel in the studio tonight. Po taxpayer is here. Good evening. Hey, hey Tony, how are you? Christine is here. Good evening. Hi, Tony. You know, I I have a problem. Maybe you guys could help me out with that, and that is that my girlfriend wants me to live the American dream. So what I'm getting at here is she really wants an engagement ring and a house and a kid. And I, I'm not I'm not there. I can't <laughs> You needed P.O. and Christine to come in here and tell you what to do about this. <laughs> I can solve that one for you in about which, fourteen seconds. Which which part of this picture are you not ready for? Uh probably all of the above, okay. I would say. So yeah. my, my personal my personal advice would be to skip the engagement ring because it's easier to buy a house if you haven't gone into debt for an engagement ring. See well yeah, but, but you know, rings rings are pretty and all, but it's not a house. And I'm cheap. Painfully yeah. cheap. Yeah, and that's the other thing. Um, don't buy a diamond retail. Uh, well, you know, I have a, like a, uh, a moral problem with diamonds. I do, too. too. You know, yeah, that so. blood uh, yeah. diamond thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think she's going to take the cubic zirconia from Zale, though. So, <laughs> Actually, I think your girlfriend is so desperate that she would get a knife yeah. and cut off a human finger no. to get a diamond ring. <laughs> Maybe. So, I don't think the moral Gosh, argument is going to do much good. Tonight. Maybe, as the saying goes, she'll take what I give her. But. Or, or maybe maybe talk to her about other possible stones. You know, sapphires are very nice. P.O., you're living the American dream. What do you think? <laughs> Well, first of all, you are her child, so <laughs> you've eliminated that. A house in Providence, I think we could take up a collection after the show here. <laughs> yeah, that's and get, true. Get you that. Um, you know, if she's interested in Detroit, there might be some, there might be some possibilities there. There's some fine living and fine eating in Detroit. <laughs> Sometimes in the same place. Um, to take take her house shopping in West Warwick. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> as someone whose child just entered university, as they say. In the last two weeks, 
Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, run while there's time. But she's a lovely woman. You know, and I have a few, I think what has brought this conversation on, and of course, anybody who's in a relationship knows this conversation rears its ugly head every, you know, not, no, year and a half, per se. Um, I do have some buddies that are that are getting married right now. So I think when that happens, that's always the kind of like... You know, yeah, but aren't they miserably unhappy on the road to the altar already? Not right? even They're married re- yet, miserable. That's that's not a good sign. Why why are they miserable? Why exact? That's my question. Well, it's, you know, if, you, if you're if you're miserable before you get married, it's not going to magically get better. Yeah, these people um, are not making them each other happy. They're making each other more miserable. Right. <laughs> now, my my personal advice would be skip the ring, elope if you want to get married. Don't don't put all that. That wedding pressure, you know, planning pressure on yourselves. But is it, I, I thought you two were already engaged for some reason. No, no, no. Was there a brief moment on Facebook where you clicked that you were engaged? Um, maybe I, in the I, onion, I but not were. for real. Maybe on the <laughs> onion. <laughs> maybe <it was> the <laughs> onion. <laughs> Wait a minute, I see a Vegas rockabilly wedding in your future. Well, and this is the idea that I had was that, you know, we talked about on the show before is that I am a non-denominational reverend here in Rhode Island. So I can officiate weddings, which I do from time to time. Now, I was thinking I could be the groom and the officiant at the same time, you know, kind of hop back and forth. I don't think you're allowed to do that. (laughs) I don't think you're allowed to do that for the same reason you can't notarize your own documents. I think it's for the same reason you're not supposed to play with yourself in public, too. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, keep it classy. Twin rivers. Okay. The 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 guys. Out in the the back by the dumpster. Yeah. Yeah, Actually, if Twin Rivers becomes a casino full-fledged, will they be able to do quickie weddings? Oh, man. Will they be able to do quickie weddings? This is Rhode Island. (laughs) You can get a quickie wedding anywhere where you want <laughs> Listen, no, I mean the Vegas style cheesy quickie wedding yeah. I've been married for 27 years oh. I married up that's <laughs> the first key all right so I married up so well, I, actually, I assumed you married up yeah I, <laughs> wow if I, had any, if I had any pride dignity or emotions left I'd be hurt <laughs> but marriage is wonderful particularly if you're like me and you married up so I would actually yeah, consider it so why is everybody miserable then I mean not just you know of course, everybody has a bad day, you know, but I mean, just miserable. What is the point of your existence at that I, point? What, what, what is it? I mean, without specifics, it's hard to say. I mean, I know I know married couples who are just as happy today as they were 10, 15 years ago right, when they got yeah. married. And I know others who can barely stand to be in the same room with each other. Yeah. Generally um, speaking, I'd say if they're miserable, maybe it's inflated expectations that were never met. Yeah, that could well be. Or... Hey, we got married. Now I can stop trying. Huh. That's another you know, big one, that, which is why I'm not I'll, married. I'll, I'll sit around the, with my feet yeah. on my coffee table from now on, and you now, can wait on me. Or the the know. thing is that as see that's I may be okay with that because as a self proclaimed chubby chaser, if a girl is to put on a little bit of a weight, I have no problem with that. Right. <laughs> so no, but but I'm not just talking about as long weight. as that's I mean, the, as long as that's the only way she lets herself go. Dio just passed out. <laughs> No, you know, you know, put, putting on, you know, realistically, as we get older, blah, 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 you know, we're, we're not going to look exactly the same over right. 50 years. But, you know, that's, I'm talking about emotionally being there. Listen, you know, my, my wife take, is every, take, everything I'm not. She's articulate. She must be listening. She's thin. <laughs> she's able to maintain long-term relationships. And people genuinely like her. And despite being married to he, she has an optimistic outview on life. So, so opposite, opposites attract? Yes, exactly. <laughs> so is she locked in the basement? I mean, <laughs> It puts the lotion in the basket. <laughs> my imaginary wife. <laughs> All right. I apologize for getting off on that tangent right there. Just, <laughs> but I'm bummed. <laughs> 
kind of popped into my head. And uh, But I'm going to spin some tunes now. We'll come back. We'll talk more of exciting new project coming up for P.O. Taxpayer. And, uh, well, for some reason, we tried it before. And very flattering, as we were talking about off the air, George. Uh-huh. I, when I couldn't do it anymore, when I left, very flattering... After I left, everybody thought the show sucked. <laughs> but we'll get to that and so much more. We're going to hear a little local music now. They have a new album out. This is their old album. It's For the Love of Sloan.
Time passed in a single day And I was sure that I had it worse To lose so fast from a vicious curse But you, my dear, must have had my name For all those years living in your frame Of no escape and of no reward Was I the light you were moving toward? Local music right here on the Tony Jones Show. You just heard from Dylan C.V. and the Gentleman off of the album Join the Club. That was Same Rain. Before that, we heard from For the Love of Sloan. And I just want to mention, if for all you swingers out there and not the kind that hang out at Club Hell, <laughs> we started off the program tonight with Big Bad Voodoo Daddy, maybe a name you haven't heard in a while. And that track was Big Time Operator, you are tuned in to the Tony Jones Show. TonyJones.org is my website. Don't forget, Facebook.com slash Tony Jones Show is open. And because I am like an octopus of multitasking, you can chat with me live during the show over at Facebook.com slash Tony Jones Show. George Garner is my co-host. As always. P.O. Taxpayer in studio. Hello. Christine in studio, base mistress of Fallen Bounce. <laughs> Hello, everybody. And Rock and roll goddess. Co-host. <laughs> Of the coalition, which I was going to play some Fallen Bounce this evening, and I couldn't find it. It's somewhere oh, in this it. pile of crap. I would have brought you a CD. Now, are you like me in that you do you feel weird when you hear your music on the radio? No, I feel stoked when I hear my music. Yeah, on no, the radio. I feel like uh, I feel horrible. You know why you it feel horrible? Because you're the singer. Yeah, maybe that's why. Yeah, I I don't like hearing my voice 
played back yeah. to me, but I'm not the singer. I just play bass. Yeah. I would think that being a talk show host, though, would get you over that little thing about not no, hearing your because voice. because I always think that I sound like Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever notice this? Do you ever notice that? What is the deal <laughs> with rockabilly music? <laughs> is it rock? Is it by Billy? <laughs> <laughs> and we, we've been getting some decent airplay on bigger name stations, maybe bigger name stations that could possibly give me a job, but that's a different story. And, uh, well, I would think that would be enough to overcome this phobia of yours. It just, I don't know, it freaks me yeah, out. If, if people are willing to play it, it can't be that bad. Right, it, but it weirds me <laughs> out to hear and it, to think of, you know, maybe thinking of that song in, you know, some crummy practice space or whatever, and now it's, but I don't know. No, don't, don't just, think of it as a crummy practice space, you know. Think of it as you're rocking people's faces off. Think of it as <laughs> the smell of success. Exactly. Which, by the way, it smells like urine in the studio tonight. Yeah. It's just disgusting in here. Is that the smell of success? <laughs> I kind of hope not. That's the smell of AM radio success. <laughs> Province style. <laughs> so let's talk a little politics, because, P.O., you're probably chomping at the bit, foaming at the mouth, over the fact that my pal, Link Chafee, is out of the race. Is that a game changer? Or I mean, I, was, I, I thought it was an onion thing, actually. And uh, you know, I'm driving home from work, and I'm here, and Chafee's out, and I'm thinking... What just happened, and does anybody care? I, I think people care. I think there's some really interesting ramifications. You know, I've run the gamut of emotions. Um, sheer joy. I laughed. I cried. <clears throat> sheer enjoyment. I got kicked in the face by a horse. <laughs> <laughs> you know, first of all, I, I think the most uh, bizarre moment was his wife congratulating him and applauding his courage at not running. <laughs> um, that was interesting. You know, it really leaves the state in a void. And again, that's where my, my, my issue is. I'm hoping that this state falls on its face financially, collapses in a molten heap of rubble, and, <laughs> and as, in a sense, then we can begin a real renewal of Rhode Island. But what he's done effectively, I mean, the, the governorship of Rhode Island is one of the weakest in the nation. There's no, right. no, no surprise at that. This state is run by Gordon Fox. Anything that's happened in the state in the last seven years can be laid firmly at the feet of one Gordon Fox. So... What does it mean as governor? The trouble is governor, the governorship should occupy at least some type of higher moral ground, some type of bully pulpit for issues concerning the people. It hasn't for the last two years. And now, by him leaving, he'll take a, a role that was impotent at best, that he emasculated completely, and leave it completely out in the open. There's no one there to counteract the General Assembly. And at a time when we're facing as a state... I'm happy to say, our worst crisis ever. <laughs> it's, it's astonishing that this is considered an act of courage. And it's, what's even more astonishing is that there are area politicians who are applauding his legacy. Right. Now, well, they're, they're saying that because what are you supposed to they say? They have to, yeah. You know, if, if, you're, if you're hoping to get the mantle cast, you know, passed to you, you're going to say something nice. I mean, and you, know, you can't blame his wife for saying something nice to him. She's married to the guy. Yeah, and he's, you know? so he'll stop wasting all his money. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure what else he could have done. Once you decide you're not going to run, you pretty much have to say so. Yeah, but this yeah. is this is not but, Lyndon Johnson <laughs> stepping aside to let the you know to run the country and get them over the hurdle that became Vietnam. No, but this, you know this is this is a guy who's borderline functional <laughs> who's really done nothing ex except divide the state over the past two and a half years. And so for politicians, you know, I had an aunt briefly who was the nicest woman in the world, and when asked even about the most bizarre 
the, the nastiness of people, she would come up with something like, well, they're very clean. Um, <laughs> right. that, that's about the only thing you can say about Lincoln Chafin. Well, being, being uh, I'll just take the opposite side of the argument, play a little devil's advocate here. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know Lincoln Chafee personally. Um, is he that borderline functional, or is it just that this state is so dysfunctional that nobody can make any difference? No, it's a great question. It's both. Um, this state was a mess. He inherited a mess. He inherited 38 Special. Um, none of that was his fault. Yeah, in, we, fact, in fact, he was vocally right. against 38 Special. Right. To his well, credit, he you know, was the only one with the courage to, I mean, as I remember, he walked into the middle of a board meeting, uninvited, and pop, probably as I'm... As a candidate. As a candidate. Yeah. As far as I was concerned, probably this, his finest moment in public life, and tried to stop it. So I, But at the same time, once he inherited the governorship, he had this passive-aggressive thing with 38 Special where they just he just essentially avoided it and hoped it would fail. And yeah. he did nothing at all. It was kind of an I-told-you-so type mentality. Right. So, so a, not unlike a petulant 8-year-old. <laughs> so well, what, what, what would he have done differently, though? Um, there should have been a lot more oversight. Uh, what, okay, that's, what that's would definitely I have done? true. They, there should have been more oversight. Right. Yeah. The, the first thing I would have done as governor... Uh, and I'm in favor of gay marriage, but I wouldn't have, you know, I wouldn't have worried about immigration. I wouldn't have worried about gay marriage. I wouldn't have worried about all those issues. I would have demanded a board seat at 38 Special. That's mm-hmm. the first thing I would have done because of the extra legal nature of a board seat. You are then privy to everything that's going on. Well, it's a question of if he, though, if he was against it in the first place, obviously he did a little bit of homework. One, all you had to do was a little bit of homework on this situation to yeah. realize it was unworkable. Right. So why would he, you know? You know, it would have been that would have been more like foolish courage. Well, why, why would you want, as the governor? Why would you want a board seat on a company that's doomed? Well, well because I mean, at, it, it, at that point in time, you it, you would have, as a member of the board, you are involved in the decisions. You see the inside data, the way the state set that contract up. A corporation was handled was hired after the fact, reporting on what was happening. If he had been there. I'm not sure if he could have changed anything. It, but I'll tell you, it would not have made a bit of difference. I, I, as someone who was very publicly opposed to it, who got into shouting matches with Karcheri, Robitaille, Keith Stokes. I mean, I call people at home. You in shouting like matches? I, shocking. No. True. All right. <laughs> as someone who t- very publicly fought that, I agree with you. It was doomed for failure from the beginning. But Chafee should have at least, I mean, he's the governor. If you've ever listened to his work schedule, he wasn't killing himself. All right. So well, most of our governors don't. I I, I, mean, I remember Link, Link Almond actually was notorious for that. They called him the missing, missing link. link. Like, <laughs> he he showed up at like nine thirty and left at four thirty or, or something like that. Carcheri, to to his everlasting credit, was a very involved. Very hardworking guy. Okay, it's too bad he didn't work a little less hard on getting thirty-eight special. Yeah, being a uh, fanboy. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Then again, Tony just pointed out that the governor in Rhode Island is pretty much irrelevant. So, um, where's the impetus to, well, there, to there work is, early? That's, that's true. But you, in politics, is is supposed to be about the art of leadership as well as the art of negotiation and politics. You can't tell me that if a strong character got up. You know, banging his fist on the nightly news with specific programs to handle specific situations to remedy the mess that is this state. Ultimately, will he be successful? No, but at least if you're going to run for the office, darn it, try. I, what else do you have to lose? I, th- I think there also might be different skill sets involved in being a legislator, like in the Senate or Congress, or being an executive. True. And, you know, wh- whatever you might think of Chafee's time in the Senate... My, my guess is that temperamentally he was more suited to that than to being governor. 
Probably because a, a governor is supposed to exude leadership, exude a direction. I, at least right. on, a, on a principled basis, a governor should be laying out a direction, much like a CEO of a yeah. state, yeah. right? Laying out, a, laying out a direction for the state, a plan, and his ability to execute that plan is based on the talents of his people, mm-hmm. as well as obviously the general legislature. Right. You sit we, down with your people, and you, you have a like a I wouldn't call it an emergency meeting, but well, a we, focused meeting along the lines of what, what the heck? What the heck do we do now about uh, thirty-eight special? As folks in wrestling would say, you need someone who's going to lay the smackdown. Right. Well, and we we had a governor like that, and you know, and it's funny uh, to his credit, uh, that governor built an airport, started them all, and worked with Buddy, and you know, I, I, right. you know, Sunland Sunland was the archetype of the type of mayor that they need right now. I hate his person I hated his personal politics, but he was nothing if not a leader. Right. And, and he he wasn't a very great guy in his personal life either. No, from, no, I from but the we that we've been able to connect. Especially if you're a raccoon, right? Right. right. <laughs> we, we or don't or want married great to him guys. or you know we don't we don't necessarily want great guys. No, Most and that's of, and that's another problem with um the way politics is carried out now. You know, we we used to not know certain things about people's yeah, personal lives. Sure. And I'm not sure we want to go back to the point where people were, you know, crapping on their families without anybody knowing it. But at the same time, people who don't care. (laughs) Well, it's you've got to have someone who can look adversity in the eye and Mm -hmm. tell them to screw. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's that's what you need right now. Ultimately, though, it's too late. It's too far gone. The, The the state has metastasized, and the cancer that is our government has brought it to the point where it really collapses imminent. And by so, the way, the other side of 38 Studios, and we mentioned it on the other show, but I think it bears repeating, and I know people who personally fell into this, they were told this is going to be the next big industry in Rhode Island. This is going to be huge. So they went out, they spent fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000 on a degree in video game production, and now, as Archie Bunker would say, well, right, right. Exactly. Not, they, well, they got the student debt, but right. Well, so, and and it, was great, it was great for the uh, the for profit quote universities, right. which well, that kids is, kids stay away from those for profit universities. <laughs> well, that degree is portable. They just don't. They just can't stay in Rhode Island and use it. Well, and, and, and remember too, the other legacy that's starting to rear its ugly head is deep water. Um, we, we've got this wind project that was touted to us as a source of revenue for the state. It's going to do nothing but raise electrical prices. At the same time... And Governor, slice and dice several thousand birds. Right. <laughs> go, go, it, Maybe we could get the, Kentucky Fried Chicken in the, on the deal. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, every, every, every kind of energy ends up hurting the birds right. when you get right down to it. But, but, but ultimately, <laughs> it was also touted that this would become the, the turbine center of the Northeast, that all sorts of manufacturing would relocate here. We have seen none of that. And again... It, there's no follow-up to that issue whatsoever until we have the outrage, a la the tolls, of uh, what's going to happen when people's rates start to rise even further. There was similar hype a few years back with ethanol and that being in Quonset, and it was going to be huge, and then sad trumpet. Womp, womp, womp. <laughs> well, I think the only few, like, like Chris said, you know, I think, but I think the only energy source that isn't bad for birds is probably nuclear. Because, no, so, no, because no, then nuclear when, when is that, too. No, no, it's not, because then when they have those nuclear leaks, the birds get to turn into giant flying monsters. <laughs> giant. But, but nukes, nukes use up a ton of fresh water. That's or, true, too, and the birds yeah. you know, rely, for the, yeah. the, the, you know, Overheated fresh water, which way, ends up being useless for anything else. We are in a hurricane path. I don't know yeah. if anybody knows about that. but Yeah, I've, no, I've noticed that we're in a hurricane path. I'd just as soon not have well, nukes. Unless it's thorium. Thorium is actually fairly safe and doesn't have the same cooling Yeah, then problems. come to think of it, Rodan and Mothra are not technically birds anyway. So. Right. Well, no, I, I, I'm, I'm a big Mothra guy myself. But the, uh, so here, here's the point. We've reached a point where we've got 
a General Assembly run amok, hideously corrupt, hideously centered on their own self-interest. We've got a, a governorship that's essentially been abdicated. Um, we've How got about our lieutenant governor. We've got a lieutenant governor who is a now, complete see, no now, show. There is a there is an office for like just a playboy. You know, there is an office yeah. for Tony. Jones. You could just be the lieutenant, like go to shows and like look at art and hang out at water fire. Yeah. smoke cigars. Like I mean, that is a gig. Are you no. throwing? Well, you are, remember, are you announcing your candidacy I I right now? Throwing my, I want to be a Rhode <laughs> Island's first remember? playboy lieutenant governor. <laughs> I, I might run for that too. We should we should all run. Um, what's his name? Bob Healy, the the, the, the cool moose. moose candidate. He was running for that office. A shave and a haircut away from being lieutenant governor. Yeah. Over and over again, he would run, and his platform was, this is a pointless office, and as soon as I get to this job, I'm going to eliminate it. And that's actually a fairly good reason to vote for him. And and, and unfortunately, though, the the political, the hackerama that is Rhode Island, uh, with our current lieutenant governor, Governor S, uh, (laughs) is... Again, a complete void. She decided that she's going to pick out health care and help been fundamental in creating a health care exchange for which there is no funding for, <laughs> in what, three or four years? So where is that going to go? And now there's a national program coming through that's going to make all of her work obsolete, <laughs> frankly. How'd that work out? <laughs> well, but the good news is today IBM announced that it's shutting off most of its retirees and pushing them out to health care exchanges from their own plan. How's, how's Hope and Change working for you today, I'm folks? thinking more about Lieutenant Governor, and I think my uh, energy policy is going to be that uh, P.O. and I are going to hop on exercise bikes. We're going <laughs> to pedal, and <laughs> that pedaling is going to power the state. So if you want TV, <laughs> you get on the exercise bike. <laughs> hey, that was a good talk, but I'm going to spin some tunes, then we're going to come back. We'll talk a little bit more because I want to talk about our new project and well there's still a lot more we can talk about but before that i'm gonna spin some vampire weekend one of my favorite vampire weekend tracks it's a punk
some Wednesday 13 right here on the Tony Jones Show. Morgue Than Words, the name of that track. Before that, we heard from Vampire Weekend, one of my favorite Vampire Weekend tracks. Not that anybody cares, but I'm going to tell you anyway. A-Punk, the name of that one. George, chances are you're not going to hear those two songs back-to-back anywhere else but here on the Tony Jones Show. No, we call that Tony Jones juxtaposition. We call that just because I can. (laughs) (laughs) Fire uh, Wednesday 13 reminded me that pretty soon, just right around the corner, we will be partaking in the Rock and Shock Horror Convention. And uh, Danzig and Doyle on the lineup this year, too. Friends of the show, it's going to be it's going to be a heck of a weekend. It is very much so. Sadly, I often plan my vacation to scenic Worcester, Massachusetts this time of year. <laughs> I'm shopping hotel rooms for Worcester as we speak. Well, but there you go. Maybe you could tie together two uh, disparate things and get married in Worcester at Rocket yeah, Shop. Actually, I, when I think romance, I think Worcester. I they're, think <laughs> they're doing a. Uh, you can get married at Rhode Island Comic Con this year for all the nerds that want to. Get dressed up as R two D two and get married. That's going to be going down. Yeah. No, no one would get dressed up as R two D two and I'm, get married. I, I don't even know what R two D two is. You're a you're a sad sad excuse <laughs> is that for the, a nerd. Is that the trash can looking dude? That's a, yeah, it's a little trash okay. can. Yeah. No, it would totally be Princess Leia in the white outfit. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but see, getting back to the marriage thing, I want to I want to renew my wedding vows with my wife, and I've proposed this, and she, you know, I want to do Vegas. <laughs> she could still she could do Priscilla the younger years really easily. Yeah. I, on the other hand, am the living personification <laughs> of Elvis and Velvet. <laughs> I think it works. And Tony, you could. Yeah, I can officiate. You can and, officiate. Uh, you know, if, if Vegas is out of the budget, we can just go to Atlantic City instead. No, no, no. I, I, I or think Twin we, Rivers. <laughs> no, Newport Grand. I, uh, <laughs> that's it for me. Now, before, before we go to Twin Rivers, though, we need... Oh, I, I put my finger on what's missing from Twin Rivers before it's an official casino. <laughs> Everything. Which is an Elvis chapel. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's that's the point I was making earlier, that, that right. Twin Rivers should be more more Vegasified. By the way, let's just go for it. By the way, George, speaking of nerds, and there's, George, there's not, George and I have been friends for a very long time. There are very few things that we disagree on. One of those things is the band Kiss. Now, I was up at Mohegan Sun Polar last weekend. Subject. There is a there's a kiss slot machine and a big kiss display with some kiss like wax museum kiss so there's all these kiss nerds over there and uh, you know I had a, partaken in a few of the free cocktails at the casino so I walked by the kiss machine what and yelled, did you do I yelled kiss sucks <laughs> <laughs> and all well, the nerds turned red <laughs> like they're gonna say anything to well, me right well the thing is they, they they kind of do suck but they suck spectacularly that's kind of the point of kiss. I just I and at this point, let me tell you, hardcore Kiss fans just take Kiss sucks as a badge of honor. By the way, I had someone threaten to shoot me because I don't like Kiss at the, one of the one of the nerds at Mohegan. No, this was a separate incident. Wow, <laughs> that, that's I taking Kiss awfully seriously. I will shoot you! Wow, and maybe they could use their Gene Simmons Glock forty five. Yeah, <laughs> were, you told it, were you told this over the air or in person? Uh, it, over the internet, actually. You know, internet tough guy. The internet's safe enough. Yeah, yeah. technology tough guy. P.O., where do you come down on Kiss? <laughs> I, I have to tell you, it's a guilty pleasure. <laughs> My college roommate, nineteen eighty. 82, wow. was a Kiss fanatic. And we actually had uh, long-winded discussions on the Paul Stanley years. Um, you know, the evolution of the song Beth, in fact, did that re- represent a critical <laughs> departure in Kiss's uh, 
kiss his fan base as well as their future. Maybe you could ap- uh, uh, appear on George Garner's Haunted Cabaret and do a Kiss-themed episode. There you go. I, which yeah. I will not, not support. Idea. I could probably appear on his Haunted Cabaret for a number of reasons. <laughs> <laughs> they, they have some fun songs. I was in a, a band that covered um, Rock and Roll All Night. Oh, That's a fun song. Get out. It's a, it's a fun song. Come on, Detroit Rock City. What what portends further revitalization for the city of Detroit? <laughs> that should, I, you know, maybe Gene Simmons would give that for free. You know, nah, Gene Simmons ain't giving nothing up. Did you see? And I thought it was actually an Onion story, and it actually wasn't. Is that films, horror movies, and action movies looking to make these elaborate sets of dilapidated post-apocalyptic places are just going to Detroit, to Detroit. filming, and then. Paying them for it. Actually, yeah, well, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, actually, wasn't hasn't Detroit been mistaken for Iraq on several websites lately? <laughs> yeah, I have seen those. And I'm yeah. sure there are parts of it. Well, well, you know the whole um, blooming of low budget uh, science fiction movies in the '60s was partly enabled by the community colleges. There, there was grant money laid out to build more community colleges for the GI Bill recipients and other people, you know, making education more accessible. And all of them were sort of these goofy, futuristic, poured concrete behemoths. You mean so, like CCRI? I, yeah, yeah like CCRI. Say, I, I attended a community college that for example, like a post-apocalyptic <laughs> it, it, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so, so all you have to outside do, of CCRI? That's what I want to know. Well, all, all you have to do is show up with a camera and people in oddball costumes, yeah. and you're, you're in a futuristic dystopia. Anybody with a student loan should be protesting outside of CCRI. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I got an email the other day, and it, in the subject line was thugs, and it was a casting call. They wanted me to play a thug in a, uh, like a, a futuristic post-apocalyptic oh yeah i, I answered that too i don't know if i'm thuggy enough yeah i don't think i don't know i'm hoping you know maybe you'd be one of the thugs in the background <laughs> i'll be a thugette or something <laughs> you know what is cool talking about you know what we're doing here our new show george's show and is that the technology is as such where people listen all over the world so now because we have this awesome platform of internet broadcasting Kindly, and I want to talk about it on the coalition too, but we'll touch on it briefly today. Kindly, the FCC is releasing its chokehold a little bit on over-the-air FM broadcasting. That's coming up in October, where communities, nonprofit organizations, churches, community college can apply and actually potentially get an FM license. And we, hmm. we talked about this years ago, actually, George, when it first came out. I remember that, yeah. And uh, it's finally coming to fruition now. In October, there'll be the first chance to license. So if you have an established nonprofit or if you form a nonprofit, you can potentially get this license and be actual over the air. Now, chances are your big listenership is going to be online and streaming these days anyway, but you can also be over the air. And, you know, depending on where your your tower is, is stationed, that can be, be significant. Yeah, it yeah. can be hundreds of thousands. They're, they're low-power FM stations that reach close to a million people just because of where they're situated. So. Well, I, that's why, and I'm, are we allowed to word, use the words cumulus and citadel? <laughs> I, I, that's, that's why I'm fascinated by the fact that they would allow that to take place. Think about the Upper West Side of Manhattan, You know, a, a church at Morningside Heights. Right. All of a sudden is broadcasting into arguably one of the wealthiest, most highly educated, most affluent, and highly focused communities in the world. And, and you know, all that, you, you're able to then go right after the business, at, you know, the big New York stations and demand that kind of money. So it's, it's 
it's going to be interesting to see what parameters they really allow and if the word tea party is going to be allowed in the application and if you have if you have people if you have the real estate you can set up legally set up repeaters so now if you have the people in the neighborhood who are interested who want to do their own shows set up their home studio set up the repeater for it now legally you are doing some serious quote unquote damage as far as what you can do with a very limited i'm talking a thing off of ebay a laptop computer a place to get to your roof to, to hang your antenna a couple pals and you've got a serious station yeah, so. wouldn't, wouldn't there still be a limitation problem on um you know things like you know the power of you know the transmitter power and things like that well it has become so streamlined that there are kits that you know just plug into the wall and they will boost your signal they will, they'll boost it or I'm, I'm i'm assuming and it's true here and any station that you're at you probably don't want to be hanging out with that transmitter pack like on your crotch all day. You know, you might right. grow a well, third something, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's no different than someone who takes the time and energy to possibly, let me word this diplomatically for our over-the-air audience, grow something in their basement or at their home mm-hmm. and needs to plug in grow lights. You know, it'll be the same amount of power as that. So it's not going to be something where... Which I could see, you know, you hook up this awesome transmitter in your garage, you get your national grid bill, and it's a thousand dollars for the last month you've been pulling off. Or like Christmas vacation, you bring down the entire grid. <laughs> so again, so it's going to be a, a big potential return for a small investment yeah. in both yeah. money and, and you, power, especially if you can get the people and you get the real estate. I mean, well, it could be really cool. Well, well, think about too the political implications. Right, we're going into an election season in 2014 that might be amongst the most balkanized elections in recent American history, particularly here in the Northeast. You've got wide open seats all over the place, and uh, you know, and and now you know the Chafee uh, changes all the calculus on a statewide election. Um, so, the ability to then generate income off of political advertising which is the mother's milk of all radio, uh, is, is astonishing because, you know, depending on how focused it is, uh, you know, traditional radio stations, for example, like Latino Public Radio, which had a, a really, um, had a lock on a particular focused community, now all of a sudden lose that power. And so the, the fallout from that may be tremendous. Speaking of political advertising, this last turnaround, Twin River spent $1 million in advertising in Rhode Island to get that bill passed and it was successful and they had the budget for it but i mean there were there were stations that haven't sold ads in years all of a sudden twin river comes docking with a hundred thousand i mean you really did see an influx of income for these smaller stations who they wanted to reach that community they wanted to reach the entrenched lady in the high-rise old folks home who only listens to radio and that's where they had to spend that money yeah the only danger in this whole situation though is excessive fragmentation right I mean, you know, that can be a dampener on the uh, whole enthusiasm thing, but, you know, the quality will hopefully rise to the top, or or at least the loudest. That's exactly it. In in my experience, content now with technology, content is king, and the good shows rise to the top, and the crap fizzles out. Yeah, and it's amazing how many so-called professionals don't understand that yet. Now, we also have the issue of everything else, whether it be in a band, uh, radio, anything Someone is all gung-ho. Yeah, radio, this is awesome. I want to be in a band. This is awesome. Then they realize this is a lot of work, and they decide that it sucks. It's not for them anymore. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, it looks glamorous on TV, yeah. being in a band. Well, there'll be a gold rush. There'll be an initial gold rush to radio uh, because people see easy money until they realize the, the reality. Um, but if you look at some of what had been distribution companies, like Netflix, for example, who is now generating their own content and doing a hell of a job at it. I don't, I'm, I'm a big House of Cards fan. Oh, yeah, that's a great show. That, I don't know about you guys. I mean, great Kevin show. Spacey is just astonishing in that show. Um, so you've got all sorts of new channels developing content. So, Tony, I agree with you 100%. It's going to be a boom town around here. And, oh, by the way, anybody listening, I know this technology. I've been doing it since day one. So I know this technology with my eyes. I could go to sleep right now and operate all of this. So anybody listening maybe needs some consultation services. <laughs> you let Uncle Tony know. I'll take. That's care right. Of you. Tony needs to make a little money to save up for an engagement ring <laughs> and a house and a kid. And a house we and didn't a kid. even touch on the kid. Yeah, yet. how much? How much are kids these days? Ooh, where, you, where are you going to get one of those? Uh, I was thinking Craigslist. <laughs> well, yeah, you can get a second-hand kid there. <laughs> well, yeah, well, you can get a, we can get a Russian kid, but aren't they radioactive? <laughs> Chernobyl <laughs> Nowadays, <baby>. yes, yes. <laughs> I think there's a band called the Chernobyl Babies, now that I think about it. Hey, if not, there should be. I'm going to spin uh, our weekly dose of the charms, then we'll come back. Unfortunately, we're going to have to wrap things up. We'll talk a little bit about the coalition coming up. But before that, I am making my way down this whole charms CD, and we are on... Track number three, and this is Marianne.
We've laughed, we've cried, well, mostly I've cried. <laughs> but unfortunately, another episode of the Tony Jones Show is, well, we're just about out of here. You just heard it from the charms. We are going through this whole album, Charmed, I'm Assured, which was George was just going to throw that album away and I, I saved it like a like a puppy. Uh no, I was <laughs> not going to throw that album away. I actually bought two copies of it. One is in my collection and one I thoughtfully gave to you. In this very studio. <laughs> <laughs> so, PO, Chris, we are going to be taking to the airwaves. Well, we're going to be retaking to the airwaves. If you're out there listening anywhere, check out facebook.com/the coalition radio because you can tune in to what is going to be a talk show. So now I thought that, you know, people would get it and a large amount of people do get it. However, I'm noticing that people just want to hear a talk show still. Now to me that is just a foreign concept, but I have had people that have said to me, "You need to talk more." And that's scary to me. <laughs> Wait, a talk show in which people actually talk and debate rather than scream and, shrilly. And don't th- we won't be selling MREs. And we won't be selling colloidal silver. We may sell bomb shelters if the opportunity arises. <laughs> no, I think tinfoil hats and crowns of thorns. Possibly and, uh, we, hair could, shirts. we could get sponsored by Lipazine. I'm thinking. But <laughs> yeah, we will be continue to be a Trayvon Zimmerman free zone. That's right. We will. I have banished songs from the Tony Jones show. We will banish news stories from the coalition. We will. It's done. No, we well, can't not, beat that not drum altogether, anymore. But specific ones, right? Yeah, exactly. I, I think there, there's room on the radio for people to discuss in a long form format, similar to what you used to hear on the great old talk shows, the Mike Douglas, back in the Murs, the you know the the the, the Johnny Carter. Back in when the Tonight Show wasn't a parody of itself, and people <laughs> right. came on to advocate ideas, not their latest project. Right. There, I think there's a, in Rhode Island where the issues are complex and they're constantly attacked. I, we call it here at our show outrage porn, where where instead of trying to gin up results and answers, people try to gin up emotions in a cheap ploy in order to gain quick and easy advertising dollars. Not that we're not above quick and easy advertising dollars. Right. In fact, if in fact so, we're totally in favor of quick and easy advertising dollars. Yeah. Quick and easy anything pretty much goes with us. Right. Food sponsorships, coffee sponsorships. No. We're here for you. Mary Lou's, if they could send the Mary Lou's girls up here, I mean, I would complain about that. That'll solve your marriage dilemma. Didn't that? <laughs> But, but we're going to have guests on. We're going to discuss issues. We're going to actually try in a positive manner, in keeping with the station's format, try and develop ideas that are realistic, and, and, and at the same time discuss the coming demise of the state of Rhode Island. Now, I, just so you guys do, I mean, just so you guys know, I do go ballistic every once in a while. I hope that's not going to... No, that'll be fun. I hope that that's not going to eliminate me from the program. Steel Cage Deathmatch Radio. <laughs> Right? Think of it like your own audio driver's ed film. Uh, yeah, horrifying to watch, horrifying to listen to, yet oddly riveting. <laughs> so I think it's going to be fun, and I think that it's definitely going to be something different, and I think that um, people are going to dig it. And we're definitely going to have a lot, of talk, a lot to talk about with the uh, upcoming elections. Uh, and we're going to take over your time slot on Sundays, right, Tony? You know, I... I think Sundays suck. <laughs> but maybe, At least during football season. Yeah. No, I really think that Sundays are just a horrible time to be on the radio. Well, Chris, you had a great idea. What was it? TV on, sound off, listen to us. Yeah. Right, because realistically, you don't really need to listen to what the announcers are talking about. 
they're just going to fill dead space, and we'd be happy to fill that dead space for you. <laughs> because we are dead. But at, five, but at 5 o'clock, you've been listening to people talk about the same Patriots game somewhere in the order of 22 hours. And people love it for right. some reason. That's just Right, so and all, all they're saying is, you know, there, there's that point where nothing's happening, and they're just babbling. You know, they're here to play football today. They're giving 100%. So. I, I talk with just because I want people to hear my voice. Why should other people have right. that option? Right. right we got to get out of here. P.O., thank you. Thank you. Chris, thank you. Thank you. George, as always, thank you. Yo.